just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. I'm Chelsea Lascani. And I am Stevie Wonder, and this is The Read. Thank you for coming back. Indeed. Thank you for joining us once again. Let's jump right into the festivities this week with Black Excellence. Um, and this week's Black Excellence, I'm going to give to Quinta Brunson, who has... Hey partnered with General Mills and the Box Tops for education, folks. Um, and basically, she and the team are working on uh, with this new app, the Box Tops for Education app, where you can scan receipts from your Box Tops and donate $5 towards a school of your choice mm-hmm. from your first receipt using a code Teachers make us better. And then after that, it's the normal 10 cents per label. Um, and in conjunction with Quinta Brunson, it says on Because of Them We Can that they're also going to be giving away $20,000 to her former elementary school in Philly, oh Andrew Hamilton. And this is a number of things that uh, she and the Abbott Elementary team have been doing to give back to educators. So I read this. It made my heart feel warm. Mm-hmm. Black excellence to you, madam. Love that. Oh, Quince is such a, just a light. Um, well, let's get into the dark. This oh. week, <laughs> in our pop culture segment, Hot Tops, Ooh. the unbearable weight of massive dick. I'm, huh. we could actually begin with some nice things. Oh, okay. And then end with terrible. All right. Or we could just do something different and start with horrible. I didn't and then even, end with nice. I'm shocked that there was a nice thing, so. Uh, well, uh, no. I mean, they're they're not, they're nice. Okay. Well, whatever you want to do, surprise me. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's start with, um... A congratulations to one T-Pain, musical legend, streaming icon, and now restaurant um, owner. He tweeted with a key to his brand new restaurant. I did it, boys. I'm officially a restaurant owner. Got my keys today and I'm scared as shit. But I can no longer ignore the paths God has set for me just because I don't understand or I'm scared. I've learned that if I'm not afraid, that means I'm in my comfort zone. That may be what some people want, 
But as comfortable as it is in there, it's also fucking boring. Oh, well. In this new chapter of my life, I'm taking the leap on anything I truly love and believe in. I'm fully in control and don't have to ask for permission to believe in myself anymore. Let this be a sign to go do the thing. If you're not afraid, you're too comfortable. Hashtag welcome to five, which I'm assuming might be the name of the restaurant, unless mm-hmm. I'm behind on my T-Pain lore. And then he put um, all of his nappy boy yeah. company tags and things of that nature. So, say that to say congratulations um, from Amen. Florida nigga. So, another Florida nigga, congrats. And um, I don't know exactly what... Um, they're going to be cooking in the kitchen down to the T-Pain restaurant, but I can promise you I want some. I was I wondering just, that. Like, what kind of cuisine is this going to be? I don't know. Is it in Atlanta or Florida? I feel like it's probably going to be somewhere in Georgia. Yeah. I would have... Because th- I, I think he lives there, don't he? I think so. Yeah. So... That makes sense. And that caption is some real shit. I wasn't actually not expecting T-Pain to come in my life like that. Wow. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. That whole, yeah, if you in the comfort zone, it's, it's boring and all this. I'm like, mm. I can, I see it because for a while it's nice to be in like a good place, but at some point you grow stagnant. And so to hear him talk about like being afraid, which is something more men need to publicly talk about and taking risks anyway that was dope so congrats to him i hope it does well yeah he also posted a picture of his parents in front of a, a restaurant that they oh own their God. very first restaurant How in fucking cute apparently it was called fish in deep pocket it looked like you could get fish in like pita bread or something i don't know what the tea was <laughs> but what i loved in this post was part of the caption where he said my favorite memory is when the local news came to interview my dad about the restaurant. And one of the questions was, so why did you decide to name your restaurant Fish and D Pocket? My dad's crazy ass goes, well, when you own something, you can name it whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> the reporter was immediately like, okay, I think we got what we need. <laughs> that doesn't answer the question. <laughs> I mean, I but I guess that what, I mean, no, he's not, but it's like, that's not. That's not what it was asked, but okay. The point was still mm. received. <laughs> and so, yeah. Um, yeah. oh, I love that he's like following in his parents' footsteps in a way. That's adorable. Yeah, that is cute. Oh, good for him. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without 
knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know Kip Fury and Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Keep It is brought to you by Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. If you're really good at it, that is. I've actually met several really good friends through Hinge. I've used it, I can't believe this, over a decade now. Woof, what a life I've had. Well, you know what they've added within a decade of us being on Hinge is their new LGBTQIA plus prompts, which are designed to help queer daters better connect based on similarities, interests, and compatibility. Hinge prompts helps you show off your full personality and connect with someone who appreciates you. Plus, these prompts were created in collaboration with Glad. So they are by the people, for the people. Some of the prompts are, the first time I knew I was gay was, mm, I was literally in the act of being gay, like hooking up with somebody when I admitted it. (laughs) Denial is strong and hard in the Catholic Midwest. Mine was Tom Cruise's Vanity Fair cover. The shirtless one. You just turned to an imaginary camera and said, I'm gay. Yeah, I broke the fourth wall. (laughs) You're like Fleabag. Other prompts include, I feel proudest of who I am when, it feels affirming when others, blank, I connect to my community by, I wish I could tell the younger version of myself. I'm going to say, whenever I watch that in a drag race semifinal, when they're like, if I could talk to my younger self, I would say, I would be like, girl, get tighter clothes. I mean, what's going on with what you're wearing? You look like you're in the X Games. Other prompts include, my chosen family is the best at, and gender euphoria looks like. Download Hinge and show off your full self using their LGBTQIA plus prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. Common's daughter, Amoye Lynn, uh, just graduated from Howard Law. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes, indeed. He posted, uh, what, did he, what, what y'all call these? Reels? Uh, <laughs> featuring Denise Williams. You are Black too Butterfly, young to be that Because old. he is Common. <laughs> Of course he posted and we Black are the Butterfly. Same age. <laughs> of course he posted Black Butterfly though. Oh, I'm sure he's so proud. What a moment for her. There are no words to describe how proud I am. There we go. There you go. Confirmed. <laughs> Finishing law school at Howard University in the in three years is pretty amazing. Congrats to my daughter. I mean, it sounds amazing to me. I thought it was much longer than that. No, law school is is typically three years. So I guess he's just saying shout out to her for graduating on time. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats to my daughter and all the graduates of 2022. Now go out in the world and be great with cute video and photographs uh, to go along with it. So I thought that was sweet and cute. It is. And, you know, Howard Law School. I mean, graduating from any motherfucking school at this point, bitch, I'm taking right. my motherfucking hat off to you because, girl, Same. until you couldn't. Because, listen, the party I'm going to throw for myself when I get this fucking master's degree, <laughs> bitch, we celebrating. And she's not even the only person who graduated from law school this past weekend. So did Sherelle Griner, Brittany Griner's wife. Congratulations oh. to her. I don't know what school she went to, but... Sure, it was bittersweet because her wife isn't there. You know, we're still hashtag praying for Britney, but that's, that's some that's some nice a little bit of nice news for for her though, and yeah, just I hoping her name all wrong. Sherelle, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's C something. C-H. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the rest of it. So I'm black. <laughs> I followed Don Staley, and she was posting about it. She's been really vocal about 
North Carolina Central University School of Law. Okay. Well, congrats. Yes. Congratulations. And yeah, hoping that whole situation gets resolved soon. Oh, she's so pretty. She is. Like, I can't even hate on her the way my heart really wants to. She seems the like, way your heart is you know it wants to. You know it wants to. But she is That's really right. pretty and she seems like such a sweet girl. So just rooting for her and for them. Get her studs been home. <laughs> Tired of playing these motherfucking Russian Exactly. Games. Get that lady her nigga back. Um, Kendrick Lamar has a new album coming out soon titled Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Now, I haven't paid too close attention to anything. So I don't know what exactly this yeah. title means. And maybe I'm not supposed to be. Maybe y'all bitches don't either. But I just enjoyed the Big Steppers. Yeah, I don't, I truly don't know what that is. I don't know who Mr. Morale is. I don't know what a big stepper is. It sounds like a group name from an alternate universe Motown era. You know what lab- it's, it sounds? Time. It sounds to me like the name of a children's book. Dr. Nigga in the Multiverse <laughs> of Motown. And I feel like Kendrick has small children. So I'm wondering if like maybe he wrote uh, like a children's story or something for his kids. Well, that's the tea. Oh, okay. He does have kids. Well, yeah, I didn't know that. But I'm saying maybe this title is in reference to that. But I I guess we'll see. I didn't even listen to whatever song came out. The Heart Part 5. He, okay, so the cover of the album is um, him and I believe his wife or fiance, um, Whitney Alford, in uh, a Produced setting where I guess they're supposed to look po. I don't know what's supposed. I don't know. Again, I don't get it. Yeah, let me pull this up. <laughs> but he, it's like I don't know if they're like in a hotel room or if oh, they're. It's right there. I don't know. This is the trap. I don't know. Oh, but he's got. I see. Got his gun in his waist and his and his baby in his arms and then like a thorned crown. Okay, Jesus. And dickies or whatever. But then it seems as though. Um, his lady is in the background uh, cradling another baby. So it seems like this was supposed to be the reveal of him having a second child because people didn't know. Yeah, I definitely did not know that. Are we sure this is his actual, like, wife or whatever? Or is that just some girl? Is that some girl? Okay. Okay, (laughs) then we're going to lean into it. Um, I looked at three different blogs to verify and all of the girls are like, we think it's her. I so, mean, yeah, and it go. looks like she just got done breastfeeding or like she's trying to get this baby to sleep, something like that. But I see what Both. you mean about them. Like, it's, they're supposed to be looking broke because this torn wallpaper or this faded paint or whatever in the background. Sheet like, that refused to be on the bed. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't get it. But. The baby, the only one, or the baby, the toddler, <laughs> the only one looking at the camera. But yeah, perhaps if we knew what Mr. Morale <laughs> and the Big Steppers meant... No, God. Since I could already smell you, motherfucking hype beast, high top wearing. Oh, you know they're losing it. Ass bitches coming over here, being like, "You don't get, you don't understand." Like, not because I'm not interested, or because I'm I don't respect it. I'm simply tapped out because all I've got is twenty four hours correct and i'm barely making it yeah okay Busy for a so lot forgive of them, so. the negro fuck out of me <laughs> if i can't catch up to every one of your rat faves and what they like to put in their iced coffee in the afternoon what 
All right. So I think that's about it for me and like the heartwarming or I tried to make it heartwarming oh, okay. news. Oh, well, this warmed my heart. No charges for Mike Tyson after punching that white man Amen. in his goddamn mouth <laughs> on that plane. Look at the Gloria guy. Hallelujah. The San Mateo County, California District Attorney, Stephen Wagstaff, <laughs> said to CNN that he is not going to be filing any battery charges against Mike Tyson. Because, uh, and I'm paraphrasing now, mm-hmm. um, he had a comment. Melvin, the alleged victim, Melvin George Townsend III, which tells me even the fuck more that you needed to be sitting your ass down yep. somewhere, <laughs> but you got into your motherfucking Abercrombie and drunk ass bag <laughs> and decided that you were going to play a game and you had to get sobered up. Yeah. Anyway, my favorite part of this was this quote from the DA that says, it is simply a case that does not belong in the criminal court. If they want to sue each other, that's their business. <laughs> Amen. I, I love that. I wish he would have been like, that little shit had it coming 100%. He deserved every bit of that ass beating, but that also works. Let them sue each other. If, he, if the white boy is that pressed, then let him handle it in civil court and leave that man alone. <laughs> I mean, why waste your time? Since? Right. Let it go. We've all seen the video. We watched it. And you were dead I ass cheered. wrong. Right. You were dead ass wrong. So oh, no. maybe no. just let that go. Violence is not okay. Shit, the hell is not. <laughs> you shouldn't hit people. Usually. Guys, I hate fighting. <laughs> So, oh, um, that's a good one. <laughs> so the fucking <laughs> I don't even know who's Corey Matthews of of the hip hop game, uh, Jack Harlow. Oh, has an album out. I was so confused. <laughs> um, and he's fully on promo, and he's also friends with Drake now. So. Okay. Y'all will not leave me alone about this white boy. Now, I part personally don't mind him. Um, yeah, me either. I like he's his, like there. I like his verse on Lil Nas X song. That's all I know though. Okay, so, right. That's all I got for him. But I liked it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that's I don't all think I that he's. Um, I don't think that he's without talent or ability to. Um, Adhere to formulas that have proven to mm-hmm. create successful yep. uh, hip hop chart songs. Yep. Also, the spectacle of being a white boy with a curly perm that raps like Drake, it's going to bring eyes and ears, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and the tone of his voice, that's what threw me off. I wasn't expecting him to sound like that at all. Well, he's from Louisville. That makes a lot more sense. That actually makes yeah. a lot of things click. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. But yeah, the first time I heard it, I was like, what? Who, is, who the fuck? This white boy? Like, what? So, but yeah. He's he there. also <laughs> had someone guide him into the realm of facial hair, which I feel like made all the difference. Probably an AccuView prescription and a couple of other things. Here we are now. The doll baby is friends with um, Big Adonis's dad. And has is this his sophomore? I think this is his sophomore album. 
whatever. The nigga has music. The nope. reason I'm bringing him up, though, is I said, you know, typically she doesn't bother me. She's there. The kids enjoy her or whatever. She, I have not heard her say nigga. So today I received a clip of him on Ebro in the morning where uh, they're playing one of these radio games that are like clearly meant to embarrass you or just make great content. Right. Um, and so I think this is some sort of game where they play a song and you're supposed to like guess who the artist is like bit by bit or something. Mm-hmm. So they're playing Angel in Disguise, classic Brandy Norwood. A little, uh, a breathy moment, a little um, floaty, sexy, uh, okay, brandy era vibe. Yep, you know it, I know it, of course. <laughs> but you're melanated, I'm melanated, correct, and that helps. And we're also over thirty, <laughs> which also helps. I'm just saying, for the song, for the yes, song, for the song, not the artist, but the song, for the song. Yes, you're right. You're right. Yes. I was, yes. Now, the problem is that, um, I'm not even going to say the problem was that he didn't know who it was, even after hearing her voice. <laughs> That's crazy. He guessed Aaliyah <laughs> initially. <laughs> because <laughs> She's 24. What? Good guess. Right. Good guess, little man. <laughs> I, I wasn't even mad at that. It's like, okay, clearly this is a song from like, I don't know if you got a big sister or, or older cousin or something like that, but yeah. you recognize the era and the sound right. and the classic vibes. He hangs out with Drake, so he's sampling. heard a lot yes. of Aaliyah. <laughs> so I'm not even mad at that, you know? I'm not even mad at that. I don't know why I'm doing this motion with my hands, but whatever. Now, they're trying to give the nigga... Sorry. <laughs> they're trying to give this individual clues as to who they who's the song it is and at one point one of them says something about her brother having an amazing sex tape yeah now i wouldn't have used the word amazing but no that's neither here nor there no i mean it's been a long time since i've seen it but i don't remember being like wow this is incredible it never, so it didn't yeah but okay, no. I see what y'all. I see what y'all's trying to do, trying to help him, because they said, you know, she has her own TV show or she had her own show, and he still did not know what the fuck they was talking about. But the sex tape, yeah, and that was it. And that was it for me, bitch. That was it, like an amazing sex tape. First of all, lie. Secondly, <laughs> like that's what got you. I'm actually not some information. I'm actually not shocked. Because that Kim Kardashian sex tape is always in pop culture Oh, news. you know what? And they're talking about it And right they're now. talking about it on their Hulu show. It was a whole storyline. And Ray J came out and was yeah, like... Apparently a lie. This whole thing has been a lie from the beginning. Right. Kim and her mm-hmm. mama have been in on it. So... <laughs> Let me tell you something. So, Scooty bike is tired. <laughs> she so was like... I am not shocked that he heard sex tape and thought, oh yeah, Kim Kardashian, Ray J. Yeah, you're right. Um, so after realizing that they were talking about Ray J's penis, he said, who's Ray J's sister? (laughs) That's what took me down. I just knew as soon as he made the Ray J connection, he was going to be like, oh, duh, Brandy. (laughs) This nigga said, Ray J got a sister. (laughs) Oh my God. Woo. Mm. 
This thing can say that nobody ever told him that in his life that Brandy and Ray J are siblings. Admitted that they got a great clip off of it. And then went to being the seemingly harmless white boy. Yeah. His friends with Drake. I'm I'm offended, but I'm not mad. (laughs) I lived through the era of Brandy, of Ray J being Brandy's brother. Yeah. To then Brandy being Ray J's sister. Yeah. And now apparently people don't know they know each other. It's like. And I really think that's a Caucasian thing. I think even. I think most black 24 year olds, if they know who Ray J is, they know who his sister is. I really hope. I really do. Young people, please tell me that you know that. But well, I'm he not did shocked keep that saying nobody ever right told me that in my life. And I'm now thinking, like, who did he have to tell him? I mean, right. If he's 24, then that means he was born the same year that Never Say Never came out, <laughs> which is like, Jesus Christ. I just want. I was already to 16. Go <laughs> in the ground. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not, I'm truly not surprised. And, you know, it's not like, Brandy's career has had, you know, it's it's ebbs and flows, it's peaks and valleys like everybody else. It's not like, you know, it's not like she's been putting out um hit albums every 18 months and touring All nonstop. Right. I'm trying No, because I'm I'm saying like <laughs> I know. Thank you. Because I'm I'm obviously not trying to disrespect Brandy, who I love. Never. I'm just saying she's not the kind of pop star who you would think somebody born in 98 she's would be super She's not super visible. Yes. She's not out here. Con- Especially you know? lately. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not like Rihanna or Beyonce or something like that where you can be like, where have you been for the past 20 years? It's like. So, I mean, I understand. He's 24. He's white. There's no. I would not have expected <laughs> him. There's that. I truly would not have expected him to know it. I just think it's the fact that he's a rapper. So it's like you invited yourself into black business and yet you don't know this very common you don't Negro even fact. You know that Moesha and Dorian are That's, brothers. And, and yeah, you probably don't even know who Moesha and Dorian are, which is even worse. <laughs> lightweight? Lightweight? I don't even think you know who Brandy is if you ask me, bitch. Oh, no, probably not. Probably not. I really don't. Mm-mm. No, because he because they puzzled. gave him the yeah, name Brandy. Right. He, didn't, he didn't. He didn't even say it. So. <laughs> I mean, well, if you don't know, Ray J has a sister. Then yeah. So he was like, "Oh, Nobody Brandy, Brandy." I bet you he know who Billy Idol's mm. fucking sister is. <laughs> oh, fucking Billy Idol. Garth Brooks. Oh no! <laughs> I'm like Billy Eilish is the sister. <laughs> said Billy Idol. I know. I just didn't think you meant to say it. <laughs> <laughs> that one too. They're about the same age. Okay. Um, anyway, yeah, I I understood why niggas was mad about this all day, but I couldn't but honey, be bothered. I couldn't. Of white rapper offenses, this is incredibly tame. I'll take it. I'll I will take it. Yep. And now you know that we said that. Mm-hmm. But it, but now this needs to this needs to be the worst that you do. Don't take this as an invitation to yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> Do not take this as an invitation to fuck up worse. Please, let this be the last time that we have to talk about you during the topic. You better get on JeffBezos.com and order you some. Figure it out. 
90s being black in the 90s yeah this is drake's fault (laughs) if drake is your little biracial mentor he should have made sure you knew this Y'all too busy out there drinking white wine spritzers and, and betting on horses or whatever in the Kentucky Derby. What? Hell, you should have had him sit. They were down at the Kentucky Derby drinking the spritzers no and watching idea. the horses. <laughs> wow. Not yeah, the girl. Derby. <laughs> and um, Drake was drunk. It was a whole Shabazz. And so. Um, okay. <laughs> I had such a good joke that would have been so niche. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> anyway, so I agree. Okay. You have Negro friends and Negro um, fans. Yeah. Learn something Learn from this. Learn something from this. My expectations are Who low. is that? Who said that? Who I'm said that, Jack Harlow? And you're young. <laughs> oh, oh, he might know that because her clips have Next been all question. over the internet. But yeah. Anyway. If Flo Millie knows who the fuck said that and make a whole video. Bitch, I don't want to hear nothing from nobody. Well. Okay. <sighs> all right. I don't. Can we, uh, all right. So the baby and the his last baby mama are the one he kicked out. Yeah, there could be ones we all know about. That Danny girl. <clears throat> so she has a new song uh, dedicated to him. It's called "Dead to Me," and. Um, she has a vid the interview with Angie Martinez that coincided with the song. Um, and it's all dedicated to her nigga baby father to baby. Um, and their toxic relationship. Her words, not mine. Well, I guess both of us. Yeah. Um oh, look at that baby. Oh my god. How fucking cute is this baby? What baby? Is baby Her baby there? with the baby. Oh, no. I just Googled Danny Lee because I kind of forgot what she looked like. And there's a picture right here with her <laughs> her and her baby. And this child is truly adorable. I'm sure. She, oh, my God. She? He, I don't. She. So, yeah, this whole uh, muck of their relationship and the toxicity within has been. Um, we've returned to it. Okay. And I'm just trying to figure out who among us is supposed to care. Of course, um, the baby had an Instagram response uh, where he jumped on live real quick. Or I don't even think this is live. But basically, he said that he felt like Danny and her team uh, showed their hands by taking too damn long to put the song out and do the video or do the interview. Um, accused her of being with him at the London Hotel getting busy this just before uh, quote we got on your brother's ass and then also mind you it was kind of hard for me to focus because the he kept like Okay, I know that a lot of people when they're doing like the Instagram video thing, mm-hmm. y'all will like zoom into your eyes real quick, like for emphasis and yeah. like comedic effects, and it's lovely. I get it. Um, Instagram might need to do something in terms of like the mechanic or how it's because he the whole <laughs> two minutes or whatever that I watched on Twitter was just him going back and forth with no 
seemingly no uh, purpose, rhythm, oh, no. understanding. It was so erratic. I think that I think he genuinely might have like ADHD or something. The hand motions, maybe what? drugs. I don't know, but it was like just zooming in and out on his own face the whole time. Oh, the no. whole like uh-uh. back and forth. No, just stop being annoying. in the nostril, in the eye, in back and forth. It was just like, girl, like just lie and leave, yeah. lie and leave, please. <laughs> that is more than enough. Stop this. He also accused her of uh, stalking his previous child's mother and that being the reason that they broke up and she was asked to be removed from his home uh, and has just accused her of getting in the way of him and his relationship with his other child. All right. I think I'm done. (laughs) Um, The way you just stopped caring, like in the middle of the sentence, you were just like, all right. Because this is the same old nigga shit, the same old me and my baby mama beefing story that we have heard a million different times from two million different couples. Like, it's just the same old shit. Everybody ignoring red flags. Everybody doing dumb shit. Everybody being hoes. Right. And Danny Lee, God, God help her. I've never heard a song and Lord willing, I never will. I'm not going to bother to listen to this. You hating the baby is not enough of a reason for me to support your music. Who don't hate the baby? You need something a little bit more unique than that. Um, I did listen to the song. It's. Okay. It exists. Yeah. It's not like, it's not, it's not bad. Um, I have no reason to ever listen to it again, but... Okay, you said it's not bad, but you did not say it's good. I'm All I'm saying, <laughs> goddammit, is that, bitch, I don't care about this motherfucking shit, and I didn't care about it when you niggas work it together in our motherfucking faces, Amen. talking about cakes and, and doing weird shit on Instagram nope. Live, dancing and looking like freaks, and sure shit. I didn't give a fuck. That, I don't give a fuck today. And so that's how I feel. God yeah. bless the children. Yep. God bless all of the children. Yep. Good evening. Everybody grow <laughs> up are. and do what's best for that baby and leave the rest of it alone. So, uh, rappers Young Thug and Gunna have been indicted on racketeering charges. Mm-hmm. Re- the, the Georgia Rico girls got them. Oh, yes. That's what I saw, child. Woo! As, uh, along with a 28 other niggas who are apparently and allegedly affiliated with Young Thug's YSL crew, the Young Slime Life oh. uh, <laughs> crew. <laughs> yeah, not Yves Saint Laurent. I mean, I know it I wasn't Yves Saint Laurent. Every time you say it. Literally every time I see the acronym, I am going to think Yves Saint Laurent. I'm never going to think because Young Slime how Life. how could you not? But the fact that you, if, the fact that you started you a gang called Young Slime Life, <laughs> lets me know that this arrest and these charges were just a matter of time. <laughs> it was just a matter of time. Young Slime Life. There's no way this is like some healthy, productive after-school program to enrich the youth and provide. That's exactly <laughs> what it sounds like. 
Young Slime Life literally could oh be Oh my god. <laughs> a nonprofit by Jojo Siwa where she teaches mm-hmm. young kids nope. how to make slime nope. and get their lives. Nope. And I just want for you to accept that and really understand that this could be a misunderstanding. Maybe he really is just teaching the youths in the hood how to make slime at home. It's very popular. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Intense view counts on TikTok as well as the YouTubes. And so maybe there's another side of this that we're not uh, we're not looking into. No, I don't think so. I think I, have <laughs> I think we're looking exactly where we're supposed to. I didn't know that that gunner nigga had anything to do with it. Um, but I'm still catching up to his um relevance to the uh hip hop industry. Like I've just accepted that like, oh, like he's like popular, I guess. Yeah. Although, I mean, the only gonna song i've ever heard is that push and pee and the only reason i heard that is because he and future stood there like two bumps on a log on saturday night live and just mumbled push and pee azura push and pee my bitch and my hoes and they all push and pee fantastic impression (laughs) i mean i'm pretty sure that's all and they just went back and forth oh my god (laughs) (laughs) it's nevadius they just did that back and forth for several minutes, so I wasn't impressed. <laughs> um, but Young Thug, I remember because he he had that album cover where he was wearing a dress and had like a parasol. And he looked like he was going to go do a second line. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's him. But I don't, I feel like Young Thug is one of them niggas where if you play a song of his, I might know it, but I would have never known that he was the artist. Absolutely. 1,000%. Yep. Yep. I feel like I can't name a song, but I probably do know a song. I'm quite familiar with Thug's music. Um, I know a couple Gunna songs, uh, but I fully understand and respect your point of view. I (laughs) absolutely know that I could play a Young Thug song for you right now, and you will at least know the hook. Yeah. And then say that you never knew. uh, Yep. You never cared. Uh, who exactly was on the other side of the music box. And Correct. I respect that, too. Yeah, that's me. That's what I do. Well, they got the girlies in custody. Uh, Gunna and Thug both. Um, and like I said, uh, 28 defendants, 56 counts. Um, and one of you TV niggas printed out all of the information. So it looks like... Uh, Young Thug has got two counts. Conspiracy to violate the Racketeering Influence and Corrupt Organizations Act. The RICO charge. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think the other one is affiliation with a uh, gang. Gang affiliation? What is it? Participation in criminal street gang activity. No, I mean, that one's at least. I was going to say, isn't <laughs> I mean, like. Haven't we been known that about him? <laughs> I mean, and he. All right, let me get to the other one. Gunna's name is, what is it? Sergio Kitchens. Sidebar. <laughs> Always love the name Kitchens. That's a great, Sergio Kitchens is a great name. <laughs> it really is, but the last name Kitchens has always really stuck with me as a solid last name. Maybe I just like Kitchens. Like the room in the house? Yes, because when, it's affiliated with food. <laughs> when I hear Kitchens, I think of the naps at the back of your head. 
<laughs> your kitchen. That's um, what, that's that's what I think of. It is. Because <laughs> that came up when I was getting my hair We're pressed going two different, for Easter, two right? Different so when I hear kitchen, lanes. I go in a different direction. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Yeah, I think about hot combs. But anyway, Sergio Kitchens yeah. is a great... You should... I'd rather go by Sergio Kitchens than Gunna, but you know, I'm not right. young. I'm not young. So Yeah. Um, so the doll baby over there, I think, has the one Rico charge. Um, and then there's other niggas here all who uh, are allegedly affiliated with this Yves Saint Laurent crew. <laughs> and <laughs> some of these niggas got about every all 56 of these counts. I'm like, okay. Quay, Quay Marvarius is going to prison. Like, that nigga, like, some of the girls. Yeah. Right. Because, anyway. But the, the folks over in, in Atlanta, Fulton County, um, they're not playing any games. They're not interested in any goddamn excuses. They are, in fact, using uh, lyrics from Young Thug's music uh, as evidence for this case. Interesting. Um, <laughs> including um, lines uh, like this one from Young Thug's uh, Nicki, Mila- Nicki Minaj collaboration from 2018. I never killed anybody, but I got something to do with that body. Uh- <laughs> Just how it is. Also from 2018. Gave the lawyer close to two mil. He handled all the killings. Uh, I mean, but take it to not, trial. <laughs> lyrics are not evidence, so I simply agree. Now, here's the thing. Okay, this nigga could be guilty of all of this shit. Oh, I don't yeah. could definitely, and as far back as this shit allegedly goes, I wouldn't be surprised if they had evidence to back up every last one of these lyrics. But you niggas do love putting the legal things you do online and in your music. Y'all love doing that. And then being shocked when the police are like, hmm, what's going on over here? <laughs> like, um, and I'm not an attorney, um, or an Atlanta street nigga. So I don't know, um, all of the ins and outs of the Georgia Rico act. Yeah. Um, but I think simply being surrounded by a whole bunch of niggas that are part of an organized uh, group of criminals and then being affiliated with them may be bad. I don't know. Yeah. But I do feel like being like, oh, well, look what he said on this one song with motherfucking Nicki Minaj. And look what he said on this other goddamn song with G Herbo. Like, rappers are liars. These niggas, like, I don't give a fuck. Oh, so true. Oh, so true. These niggas be saying this shit. Meek Mill and Drake have a song called Rico. <laughs> is is Drake admitting to racketeering and gang activity or whatever the fuck else? I don't. I don't know because I've not heard that song. Maybe, but I doubt it. It's pretty good. <laughs> is it? It's a pretty good song. Yeah, I like it. Maybe I should. Maybe I should download that. But yeah, I'm gonna assume that. The Fulton County prosecutor has more evidence than song lyrics and Instagram screenshots. I'm going to assume, but we'll see how it all plays out. Are they letting him out on bail or are they making him stay in there? I think he's still in custody right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised because <laughs> a nigga with that kind of money, he's not coming back. <laughs> I'm done. 
All right. So is that it for the all the topics this week? I was going to say something very smart, and I've decided not to. Yes. Okay. Great. Let's take a break and come right back. Hey, y'all. Listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print, or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until you might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Hey, y'all, there's a famous Abraham Lincoln quote that says, good things come to those who wait. But that's only part of it. The full quote is, good things come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. Is that true? Who knows? But if you're a business owner and you want the best people on your team, the same concept applies. Thankfully, ZipRecruiter puts the hustle in your hiring so you find qualified candidates fast. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's smart technology finds top talent for your roles right away. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's matching technology starts showing you qualified people for it. There's a lot of really great people out there looking for employment. So let ZipRecruiter give you the hiring hustle you need. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash the read to try it for free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash T-H-E-R-E-A-D. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So go hire somebody. All right, we're back. It is time to read your letters. Yes. Send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com. We may read them aloud on the show. Our first letter this week comes from Monica, who says, I'm 32 years old and I've had the same group of two best friends since I was in high school until a few years ago when I had a big falling out with one of the girls named Gina. In retrospect, I could have seen this falling out come in since Gina has always had the character traits of proudly being a bitch and not apologizing for it. So when we fell out, even though it hurt, I truly believed it was for the best. The third part of our trio, Pam, has tried to remain neutral and maintain a friendship with both of us. But as I expected, over time, she has leaned towards Gina as her. How old are you? Well, I made up Gina and Pam as a name because she just kept going back and forth. So, but yes, that was absolutely my inspiration. A show you don't watch. Pam. I mean, a show I don't watch now, but certainly one I did then. Pam has incorporated Gina into her other friend group and they all look like they're getting along and being besties while I only get an invite from Pam when Gina is not around. And since that's often, that means I rarely get to see her. This is particularly hurtful because I love Pam dearly. It's one thing to end a bad friendship and feel better for it, but it's another to lose a good friend in the mix as collateral damage. I've expressed to Pam that I feel like our friendship is growing distant. And even though she doesn't see it, other people around me have noticed the same. It's been hard to grieve the way things used to be with her, and it's even more isolating because she appears to be oblivious about what's going on. My question is, should I attempt to have another conversation with Pam about how I feel or just accept that we're growing apart and move on? I'm torn between expressing myself to to save our friendship 
and feeling like that would essentially be begging her to hang out with me. I just want more effort from her to balance both me and Gina being in her life. Thanks for the advice, Monica. Wow. Yeah. That's rough. I mean, you're 32. You've had the same group of best friends since high school. And then y'all just fell out a few years ago. So that sounds like y'all were friends, best friends for at least a decade. Probably more like 15 years. So. Okay. Well, guess what? Everybody ain't Grace and Frankie, bitch. Get over it. What? <laughs> That's crazy because them hoes didn't even start out as friends. They actually kind of hated each other. But whatever, I tried. <laughs> shit, I... whatever. You grow out of shit. Is that was what I was saying? Right, but like, so, so if you're in this situation where you fall out with one person and then it seems like y'all's mutual friend don't really kick it with you no more or reach out to you no more, how do you react to that? I feel like my feelings would be so hurt that I would really have to take some time back and and think about how I wanted to approach it in order to like not let my feelings completely drive the conversation. I mean, that just sounds like the sensible thing to do to pres- preserve your own health and wellness. Like, otherwise, what are you doing operating off of obligation to someone who doesn't give a fuck about how you feel? Right, right. So... I mean, I feel you, Monica, on like not wanting to feel like you begging somebody to hang out with you because that's very whack. But I don't know if you said I feel like we're going distant and she says she don't see it, but y'all are like noticeably spending less time. Like, does she does that mean she doesn't notice that she doesn't spend as much time with you no more? Because like. That to me doesn't that doesn't add up. If we are not seeing each other as often, then we just are not. That's not like a perception thing. That's a fact thing. So you said you you said that you expected that she would lean towards Gina as like her favorite. And that's what happened here. So. I don't know, honestly, I think I would. You already said something about you feel like y'all are growing distant and she's like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I think everything's Gucci. I would probably just take that for what it is and kind of move her from a best friend level to a, you know, we cool level or whatever. And and focus on building friendships with other people. And you said, she said at the end of this letter in like the postscript that it's hard making friends after 30, which is true. But I mean, I just don't know. I don't know what else. You can't like force no grown person to do nothing. You can't call her and be like, yeah, bitch, um, you need to make sure that you invite me to just as much stuff as you invite Gina to and, just Gina shouldn't have to come to everything with your other friend group that I'm not a part of. Like you can't demand that sort of thing either. Either she wants to put in effort, like, and maybe you should be calling her, inviting her places, but either she wants to nurture and maintain the friendship or she doesn't. It can't just be you. This is not relatable content for me. Okay. Any advice? I'm just saying like, (laughs) if you, it is what it is. I mean, I'm not, Doing all of that. So you would just let the... But I also am someone who is completely okay with being at the fuck home with my dog and my Wi-Fi. And a nice uh, takeout order or something to that degree. Uh, oof, also took, almost took a real dark left turn there. But my point is, I'm not begging none of you motherfucking ashy knuckle fucking bitches out here to be a motherfucking thing. Go do what you want to do at your fucking hookah lounge on Tuesday or Thursday night, bitch, if you don't want me to be there. That is Gucci. 
Yeah, I just feel for her because this is like her best friend. So it's. Oh, yeah, me too. Oh, no. Friendship. Okay. All right. (laughs) All right. I'm so sorry. No, we're different. No. No, you have a different. No, your outlook is different than mine. Oh, no. I hope you make it. Okay. All right. Good luck, uh, Monica, with moving on and um, building new relationships. And why'd you name her Shanae? I didn't name her. She named herself. So, so just, she picked. She picked Monica, Monica. Yeah. And then Gina and Pam came from me. Yeah, I did that. Since she's the odd one out. Got oh, you know what? Makes sense. Okay. <laughs> I see the um, vision. Yeah. So uh good luck, Monica. Sorry, that's a shit situation, but not really sure what else you can do other than pack up your expectations for this friendship and move on. Um, let's see here. Our next letter comes from Ivory, who says, I'm a 36-year-old single mom who unfortunately has health issues, both physical and mental, and dating for me has been hot, bubbling shit. I befriended a slightly older man years ago. And even though he has expressed romantic feelings for me numerous times, I've always chosen to just stay friends. At first, it was for superficial reasons. But as I got to know him, I realized that there were also several real issues that would affect a romantic relationship. He's over 40, but you would never know that by talking to him. We're not sexually compatible, which I just know. Wait, what the fuck is that supposed to be? Is that supposed to be a good or a bad thing? She just put... Oh, he's over 40. I I feel like it's a bad thing because you wouldn't know he's over 40 because he's... Acts like he's talks young. like an immature like I, I'm getting like a vibe of immaturity and like dumb young nigga shit as opposed to like a grown man so okay. I mean she said these are issues he's a bit of a yeah. pushover he has self-esteem issues and he seems content with being uninformed about serious issues and not dealing with important things now to be fair I am no day at the beach myself which is yet another mm-hmm. reason I think things wouldn't work out with us However, overall, he's a sweet, caring man who loves my family and has been there for us tremendously, more than our own blood has at times, and I have genuine love for him. Sometimes I think about pursuing a relationship, but I don't know if those feelings are loneliness or me actually wanting to see if things could work out between us. Do y'all think it's worth it to try the risk of a relationship, or should we just stay friends? Thanks for the advice, Ivory. 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 <laughs> you just had some time on your hands to send an email randomly for no reason. What you mean? She trying to figure out should she make something happen with this man or not? What were the good parts about him? He is a sweet, caring man who loves her family and he has been there for her tremendously. And he wants her. <laughs> That's all I got. From that whole letter. There was also a long list of reasons why it shouldn't work out. And those seemed to be uh, much more important than these other things. But just, just, okay. Because it felt like you were like, oh, he's nice and he's 40 and my mama and I'm like, great. And then you were like, red flag, red flag, red flag. Mm -hmm. Should I date him? And... Do you know, have you ever listened to this show? 
being there for you tremendously. I guess the key word there is supposed to be tremendously or something. Kind of vague. But I mean, she put it in all caps, so whatever that means. Oh, she yeah. really, all really right. meant it. Yeah. Let me take that. Oh, let me hold that close to my goddamn beating heart. <laughs> Girl, what? You're literally naming like things that you feel like are gonna stand in the way of y'all having a successful, uh, healthy, happy relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, are you incapable of maintaining a friendship with this person because he wants you? Because if the question is Oh, well, he may need to be ousted in my out of my life altogether because I don't think that he will be satisfied with being just friends. I would say to let the, the nigga hit the curb. Me, personally. Right. But if y'all can maintain a friendship and be cool and he can go and, you know, find the love of his life elsewhere and you do the same then I feel like that's probably for the best. No, that way you're not risking anything. But it doesn't sound like that's an option because, again, I'm not entirely sure why you were like, here's an issue and there's an issue and there's an issue. But I should totally get married and give him my social security number, right? Well, I think Ivory's issue here is that she's a a 36-year-old single mother. She talks about how dating has been garbage, which, relatable, dating has been garbage for a lot of people, probably more than most, and or more than, you know, people who feel like dating has been a walk in the goddamn park but um i don't know where they are i right exactly so i think ivory you're just seeing a man who has consistently pursued you and who has i mean you said overall he's sweet and caring even though god so are golden retrievers yeah exactly like (laughs) I don't care if he came through and helped out with the light bill once or twice or paid your son's soccer fees or whatever one time when you needed some help. Like you have to when it comes to romantic relationships, I never think it's worth the risk unless this is somebody you actually feel passionately about. This needs you don't need you shouldn't not saying that it's like a bad idea to write out pros and cons, but you don't want this man. You've never wanted this man. You said y'all are not sexually compatible. So you would literally, you would be forcing yourself into trying to make it work because you feel like this is a good man, Savannah. Like, it's not clicking. (laughs) No, baby. I do think this is your loneliness talking, your frustration with trying to date, um, maybe the pressure and the stress of being a single mother. I think all of that is contributing way more to the situation. And so now it's got you looking at a nigga that you don't even want to fuck. Like, hmm, maybe we can make this work. No, baby. Bare minimum, you should want to sleep with him. Bare minimum, you should feel a sexual attraction to him. So not even to mention the rest of this. He's okay with being uninformed about serious issues. He's okay with not dealing with shit that actually matters and is important. Like, no. No, no, no. And over 40, we're not 22. I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and and like walk you through shit that you should have processed 20 some odd years ago. So, yeah, I'm going to say I actually don't even think y'all just should stay one of those friends letters where you're like, I just need for a podcaster to tell me to break up with this. I mean, person. that is. Yeah, I think that's most of the letters, actually. I because think, I still don't. I think most of y'all know. And you write in anyway because you want to hear somebody say it. But I actually don't even think you and this man are genuinely friends. Um, 
I mean, of course, I don't know y'all, but that's just the vibe I get. That if you were, if you started seriously dating somebody, he, I don't know that he would still be in your life the way he is now. I don't know that he would still be as interested. Um, but definitely not worth trying a romantic entanglement with somebody that you don't even want to see naked. Definitely not, girl. <laughs> I can't stress that enough. Please don't play yourself that way. Um, that is sad. But yeah, it is. And and as hard as it is to be single sometimes and as lonely as you might be, it is better than being in a relationship with the wrong person. And I'll stand 10 toes on that every single time. It is better than being with the wrong nigga. Oh, yeah. All right, Ivory. Good luck. Our last letter this week comes from... Hmm. Hmm. From Denona, who says, I'm a single New Yorker in my 30s, and at the start of the pandemonium, I got laid off from a toxic job where I stayed way too long. I was relieved when they let me go, and I was financially able to survive for a while on unemployment and savings. I figured it was perfect timing for me to rest and reset, and I told myself I never wanted to go back to an office job. I started a small business while applying for only 100% remote jobs. After a year, I still hadn't landed anything and was losing confidence in my business plan. I started adding hybrid jobs to my search and soon got a call from a global company for a role making six figures and three days a week in the office. I got the job and I was happy for the first few months, but for a number of reasons, I'm ready to pack my shit up and go. Mainly, office life and commuting are not for me and I don't want to get stuck for years in another toxic work environment. I would like to dedicate myself to my small business full time while continuing to hunt for more flexible jobs. I've been applying for 100% remote jobs again, but so far, no luck finding something that also pays six figures. I'm not willing to compromise on salary or remote work, but I'm running out of patience and I'm tempted to give my two week notice in the fall, regardless of whether I have a new job lined up with a few months worth of living expenses saved. Would y'all take the chance and quit a job without another one, especially the way the world is now? Or would you keep going until something else presented itself? Thanks for the help, Denona. To answer the question, yes, I absolutely would. But I've also never considered myself to be um, smart or responsible. (laughs) So take that. You are very smart. (laughs) Um. I think, you know, what I have learned in working jobs is that, like, your mental health is really not worth it. It's not worth the job. Um, But there is also a very real reality of having bills to pay, needing to pay rent, needing to buy groceries, needing to get places. Like, all of that is super real, too. And a few, if I were you, I think I would quit this job um, in the fall once you had savings lined up, if only because it was very easy for you to get a hybrid job. And so if you hate this one that much, you can always just get another one. But you also don't want to jump from job to job to job every six to eight months or whatever. Like that also doesn't look good either. And I get not wanting to compromise on salary or being remote, but You know, if the small business is not coming through, providing the income the way you wanted it to or the way you expected it to, like, you do also have to be realistic. So 
If I were you and I felt confident in my ability to get another job that maybe wasn't ideal, then I would quit with some savings lined up and do my best. But if I was worried about getting another job, especially with things the way they are now, where like landlords are being more hellish than ever and asking for bigger and bigger deposits and higher credit scores and all that, I probably would not risk it, especially if the only issues are like, oh, I don't like being in the office around all these people. Oh, I don't like commuting. Like, yes, that sucks. Those things suck if you're not, if you don't want that or you feel like you're not made for that. But all things considered, those are very mild things to have to deal with as far as like work environments go. It's not like you going in and white people are calling you a nigga bitch behind your back and like somebody is poisoning all the food in the break room or employees get yelled at all day or whatever. Like I just, so yeah, depending on perspective and only you can make that choice for yourself, but it's rough out here and you got to take care of yourself no matter what. And so over the next few months, if I were you, I would be grinding very hard trying to get my small business off the ground and being realistic with myself about whether that is a viable venture. Like, is this really going to work or do I need to pivot and think about something else? So, yeah, I think that's all the advice I can give for you because y'all know that I stayed in my full-time job for way too long um, after we started doing the show. But I needed to know that like this podcast was going to sustain me. I needed like a lot of proof and I needed to be really sure before I let go of my steady, sure paycheck. So, um, yeah, good luck with you with Whatever you decide to do, we're going to wrap up the questions right there for this week. Again, if you have one for us, send it to asktherita gmail.com. We're going to take one more quick break and be right back. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurter to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Here are feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. All right, folks, we're back. It's time for the read. And I'm going to pass my read this week. Pass the read like we used to. This comes from Naomi. And she says, I have a read for all of the white nerds out there trying to ruin the fantasy genre for me. Stay your musty, unwashed asses in your mama's basement and let us just enjoy shit. I'm sick of seeing these members of the flavorless gelatin society flipping their shit every time a casting choice not out of circa 1920s Hollywood is announced. It's 2022. Black and brown people like stuff and enjoying spending money on it. You same idiots over here crustier than some Lembus bread cried about Rue from the Hunger, Hunger Games being black, even though she was written as such. Amanda Senberg wasn't even that dark compared to her fellow district member, Thrush, who was played by a dark-skinned young man. But all you career fools threw a fit. 
You say Moldy Crustables complained about Hermione being Black in the stage play of The Cursed Child, even though the Grand Turf herself approved of the casting. You dusty egg sacks threw a fit when Zendaya was cast in the Spider-Man movies, even though she's excelling, and the movies featuring her made way more money than the past movies featuring Miss La La Land. And I don't get this last reference, so I'm not going to say it. You dried up sea scum cried in anguish when Halle Bailey was cast as Ariel, even though Ariel is a whole ass mermaid whose major plot specific feature isn't her stupid red hair, though black people can and do have that. But her goddamn voice. You leftover dragon cum stains complained about someone with melanin being cast as Corliss Valerian on the House of Dragon. Never mind the story taking place in Essos, where black and brown people are fucking everywhere. You same people giving birth to Gollum-looking babies then complain about a black woman being cast as a dwarf in the upcoming Rings of Power Amazon series. Even though the series predates the movies, the role has never been cast before, and there's no real description of her. Mm. Pretty sure her character was created like that one female elf from The Hobbit, but no one complains when Kate the Wasp is cast. Now you pasty rejects from Hades are going after a young black girl, Leah Jeffries, for being cast as Annabeth Chase in the new Percy Jackson series. What is wrong with y'all? This is a fucking child. Y'all are dragging her online and for what? Because she auditioned and won this role over a white child? Rick Riodon, I don't know how to say this man's name, forgive me, I'm not that nerdy, I guess. The white man who wrote the Percy Jackson books has had to go out of his way to tell his so-called fans that any complaint should be taken up with him since he approves the casting. But no, I guess it's easier to come after the children. I did read, editor's note, I did read uh, the response from Mr. Rick, and it was pretty great. I feel like he lined y'all up. Oh. Effortlessly, okay. um, let you know that you're fucking racist and you should stop pretending that you're not. Um, and defended this actor for simply being the best choice. <laughs> um, now back into your letter, Naomi. I thought no, I was about to say Nene. Oh God. I need to sleep for a week. You complain each and every time someone from a comic, fantasy book, sci-fi adaptation is cast with a non-white person. You complain even if that person was written as being non-white. I've read complaints about the upcoming Miss Marvel series starring a Muslim girl, Riri becoming Ironheart, all the colored people the Polish author never mentioned in The Witcher show, and show all y'all asses about Blade when he was previously played by Blackity Black Wesley Snipes. I hate each and every one of you. I don't know. How would you... Blake... Blade's never not been black. That doesn't... Anyways. I've been a fantasy fan for as long as I can remember, but it's been very hard being so. From the first time I entered a comic store game shop as a child and was so stared at by the hostile white boys and men that I just walked out and never returned. To the time I cosplayed as Sailor Mercury and got laughed out of a convention for daring to be a big black woman enjoying her outfit. I've been made to feel that this fandom isn't for me. Well, fuck y'all. Not only am I going to continue geeking out to the things I love, not only will I ignore all you gatekeeping trolls trying to convince me why blacks are out of place in fantasy novels, not only will I continue to financially support diverse fantasy works, but jokes on you, I plan on writing fantasy stories filled to the brim with black and brown heroes and villainous white people. Have fun seeing yourself as bad guys in all of these adaptations if they ever happen and it's not just me either be prepared for all of us black and brown creators and allied white people to fill all fantasy with flavor all you hateful bigoted fake fans deal with progress or go back to watching old star wars movies on your mommy's disney plus subscription i hope you all of you get spoiled 
for the multiverse of madness. I hope every Magic the Gathering card you buy is permanently dog-eared. I hope all your comic books give you infected paper cuts. I hope you... Your Pokemon get poisoned in battle and die slow. Okay, now you've gone too far. Oh, wow. I hope ring wraiths come for your asses in your sleep. I hope whatever afterlife is waiting for us, you'll be stuck reading War and Peace and the original Russian for eternity and never enjoy a single story featuring an elf, wizard, half-god, mermaid, or dragon lord ever fucking again. Fuck off and let us enjoy our shit. Thank you so much for that uh, letter, Naomi. I simply agree. Um, I did see the casting for this new Percy Jackson series. <clears throat> I did not see uh, the poison, hate, and vitriol that followed, I guess. But I'm not surprised because um, nerds, especially white nerds, uh, can be some of the poisonous, most poisonous people with opinions. And I don't understand how we still get locked in this idea that you have the right um, not only to be racist or hateful because the casting didn't go your way, Mm -hmm. but to spread that hate and racism towards performers who simply are showing up to do a job. Stop being fucking entitled. And especially... Stop attacking children who are fucking acting in a fucking show adapted from a fucking book for fucking kids. Grow the fuck up. And on the sideline, a lot of you other bitches, I see you motherfuckers who, rather than just flat out complaining about the color of these performer skin or their race or ethnicity anymore a lot of y'all have now decided to dance around it and just claim that every single every single time you see a black or brown person get a role that you feel like should be a white person you blame like this system or you know sjw's and you know studios and producers bending to the will of liberal media or whatever even though a lot of y'all be on either side of the fence right left like you're just ignorant hateful entitled and a fucking loser shut the fuck up i saw this shit just the same week when it was announced that um shuti gatwa who's who's like literally the best part of sex education and like one of my favorite new actors has was cast as um Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. He's gonna be the first black Doctor Who. I'm sure he's gonna fucking kill it. And y'all bitches still were like, mm, it's crazy. Doctor Who is is bending to the. Are you really the fuck kidding me? Now I don't know much about Doctor Who because that ain't none of my business. Nothing I will be all. watching now. <laughs> right. If I was ever gonna watch, it'll be now. But what I can tell you without a doubt is that there have been numerous numerous actors that have played Doctor Who and damn near every one of them has been a white man. What more do you need? The same way that there have been two Percy Jackson films and several books with a white woman that played this same role that you're mad about. What else do you want besides black people, brown people, purple people to not have work? Yeah. Shut the fuck up and sit your dumb ass down somewhere and don't pull up to the function if you have a problem so goddamn bad. But what you're not going to do is attack little brown girls, little black girls, because you didn't get the fucking white ass move you want. I will actually body slam you, bitch. (laughs) 
fuck are you talking about? Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. Fuck your white Spider-Man and your white Scarlet Witches and your white Captain Americas and your white Wolverines and your white goddamn Legolas, uh, Fredo, uh, Dumbledore. I'm, fuck all of that shit. And fuck you for feeling like that's what you need and deserve every goddamn time a bitch makes a movie. Sit your ass down somewhere. You know what's really crazy is that, like, you would think sci-fi and fantasy would be the most welcoming and the most accepting genres because they are so frequently storylines that are ridiculous and and made up of, like, aliens and and weird shit, comic book shit, and niggas having special powers and all that, things that aren't human. Like, there was no reason that this had to be an all-white thing. There was no reason Doctor Who always had to be a white person. I just Googled it. Doctor Who is a Time Lord called the Doctor. He's not a person. Yeah. He's an alien. An extraterrestrial being who appears to be human and explores the universe in a time-traveling spaceship. Girl! He's not human. So, like... And they just got a woman, Doctor Who, like this, the person playing Doctor Who right now. That was like the first woman. And this show has been on since the 60s. Since the 60s. And y'all are still pressed. Shut the fuck up. Wow, man. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut up. I just watched that Loki series on Disney Plus, and that was an example of, oh, how the multiverse works, and there are different versions of blah, 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 blah. You had a Loki that was a fucking alligator, but God forbid the nigga be black. God Actually, I think there was a black Loki, but whatever. Either way, yeah. I'm tired of y'all being like, I played Hillary Clinton or whatever the fuck bullshit is y'all gonna say every time you see a nigga get a role in a movie and that you felt like should have been white. Suck a dick. Oh, man. Okay. Is that it for, yeah, I'm for you? Okay. So I just have a couple of quick things this week. First of all, people who walk in the bike lane, why? Why do you do that? Are you asking to get ran the fuck over? I don't understand. So if you don't live in a city that has a bunch of bike lanes, New York definitely does. And over here in my neighborhood, there are so many bike lanes that there are like separate lanes for pedestrians. There is a whole separate, <laughs> there is a whole separate lane just for people who are getting around by moving their two legs and their feet, touching the ground walking, jogging, whatever. There is a whole separate lane for y'all. And then there is a lane just for bikes. And this is not a rule I made up. This is not me feeling like, oh, I'm on my bike because I am. It's spring again. I'm going outside. I'm loving it. I ride my bike for like hours every day as much as I can. And these lanes, the bike lanes, not only do they have, like not only are they separate from the pedestrian lanes, they have a, a sign in front of them with a bicycle on it and an arrow pointing towards the bike path. Like literally, Mm. if you are on a bicycle, yes, you bring your ass over here and then there's another sign next to it of people walking and there's an arrow pointing in the other direction. You take your narrow ass over here. Some of the signs Mm. even have a picture of a bike and then it says only, meaning do not bring your stupid ass over here. This is for bikes. And it would be fine if you just took the risk. You said, fuck it. 
the bike trail is prettier and I like the flowers over there better. That's so right. I'm going to do it anyway. Oh, it might be. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not. It's not. It's the, no. the same flowers, the same view, all that bullshit. And there are plenty of spaces, most spaces, where everybody is expected to share the space. And so as somebody on a bike, I am always yielding to pedestrians. I'm always yielding to y'all's unruly kids who dart out in the middle of nowhere and I'm ready to slam on my brakes. I'm always watching out for y'all's aunties and y'all's grandmas and y'all's dogs, always. But when I am on the bike-only path, I assume that I'm not going to have to worry about that shit. So when I'm riding my ass along and here go you and your boyfriend arm in arm because y'all decided to say, fuck them signs. I can't read. It's not going to stop me. No way. That's your choice. Okay. That is your prerogative. But when I ring my little fucking bike bell, when I ring my bell and I say on your left, you don't get to jump back and scream and be like, she almost hit me. I almost hit you because you're in my goddamn lane. Take your ass where you're supposed to be. You do not get to be shocked that bikes are whizzing by your ass and almost clipped your ass when you are in the bike only lane. Carry your ass on over to pedestrian only lane. I guarantee you it'll be a problem if me and my bike went over there. So why don't you just stay out from over here? I'm trying to respect y'all's space. I'm not trying to run nobody over, but don't sit up there and react because this happened to me today. Some white woman was like in a fucking tizzy. Because Please. I ra- because I rang the bell and said, girl, you're in my fucking way. Somebody who was in the bike only lane. The sign is there for a reason. The city paid money to put it there so that you and your dumbass boyfriend would know that this is not where you're supposed to be. And you chose to be here anyway. So deal with it. Secondly, so there. What happened after you killed them? <laughs> I just gave her a thing and was like, bitch, you're in the wrong lane and kept going. Like, I'm not going to stop my bike for you. But like, you're in the wrong lane. And y'all are probably tourists. Y'all probably don't even live here. It's probably some tourist shit. But you needed to know. Next time, pay attention to the fucking signs. They're there for a fucking reason. And they're not like, you don't have to be able to read. You don't even have to be able to read to know. It's a picture of a bike. Arrow this way. Picture of somebody walking, arrow that way. Like, you're just not paying attention or you don't give a fuck. But that's your fault, not mine. Um, also, just want to make fun of T.I. right quick. One of my favorite things to do. Um, as most of you know, Kevin Samuels passed away last week. Um, oh, I forgot. Yeah, I mean, it's not... No shade. It's not. I mean, all shade, but not, not important. It didn't. Re- no, to begin with, it doesn't. Know. It doesn't matter. But T.I. decided to go on Instagram live last Saturday to ad- oh. talk about yeah. people who yeah. have had something to say about Kevin Samuels um, and said. Whatever he did, he did it and he's gone. He got away with it. Fuck y'all. That's between him and God. Him and the Lord gonna have to deal with it. You ain't got no heaven or you ain't got no heaven or hell to put him in. I wanna see who the fuck got something to say to me while I'm still alive. This shit is a fucking trav this shit is a fucking travesty of justice. I can't stand it. What? I'm not gonna let y'all bully this dead man. We're gonna let this man rest in peace. This was 14 minutes. Can you bully somebody if they did? First of all, no, you cannot. And thank you so much for bringing that up. You cannot bully somebody who is not here to be bullied. You can simply state your opinion about him. 
Same way a lot of people have been criticizing him, just like they did when he was alive. A lot of people have been sad and mourning their YouTube uncle. Same way they would have, regardless of whether he died under regular circumstances from old age or because he took gas station sex pills and drank a bunch of Red Bull and died on top of a thick Latina. Like, regardless, y'all was going to be devastated. I was going to laugh and make fun. That was going to happen either way. But (laughs) you cannot bully a man who's dead. So sorry. This is not a travesty of justice. That lets me know. What is... You know You know how you can always tell when niggas who don't know what words mean choose to use them anyway. And it's like you heard this phrase one time and you just decide... And, and somebody said it about like George Zimmerman being acquitted in the Trayvon Martin case. And you heard travesty of justice and was like, I'm gonna remember that. And you decided to pull it out of your nigger ass, dumb ass back pocket for this. This is not a travesty and this is not a matter of justice. How are people, people criticizing Kevin Samuels for the terrible things he said, by the way? Like, it's not like people are coming at him unfairly. He was an awful person and he, (laughs) okay, I didn't know him. I will say that what he put out into the world was, as far as I'm concerned, garbage. Just Mm. pure caca. Should have never been said. Should have never been believed. And a lot of y'all lapped it up and asked daddy for more. And that's sad all. That is a fucking travesty. But it is not a travesty of justice that people have something to say about this man because he was polarizing. He was that way in life. So why would he not be that way in death? And you niggas get that when it comes to anybody else. Let some white racist die and y'all fully get it. And it's all the gifts and all the memes or whatever else. But let somebody who openly antagonized black women die. And y'all don't understand why black women have something to say about it. Very true. Somebody who told y'all that y'all were worthless and should dumb down or lower your standards. That y'all didn't have value unless you achieved arbitrary goals that he himself didn't even meet. He swore up and down that fat black women over 35 were going to die alone. And what did he do but die alone <laughs> with not a goddamn thing to his name on top of some, not even on top of some girl, but with some girl that he met the night before. Led such a tragic life that his mama had to find out about him dying online. And you had the nerve to talk about somebody else's circumstances and somebody else's situation. That is what it is. I just want T.I. to learn what words mean. We're not bullying this man because he's not here to receive the criticism. And it's not... I mean, and it's not... It wouldn't have been bullying anyway because this is not... uh, But anyway, I'm going to let y'all have that. Mm. Travesty, justice, wrong words to be using here. We're going to let this man rest in peace. That's not up to us. Whether (laughs) he rests in peace has nothing... To do with me, I can say whatever I, I want to. <laughs> His eternal, like, like the one thing he said that was right is, "I ain't got no heaven or hell to put him in." Correct. Yeah. Which means, if you believe in the soul and heaven and hell, that means that what we are saying here on earth don't have nothing to do with where he goes. It don't have nothing to do yeah. with whether he rests. <laughs> but that's again between me and the God. And the whole whatever he did, he did it, and he's gone. He got away with it. What the fuck is that? What, he got away with what? What, what, what do you be talking about? Mean? 
<laughs> what does this nigga be talking about? And do you think that somebody dying means all of a sudden we don't have to talk about or we shouldn't talk about the horrible things they did on Earth? I really feel like because a lot of problematic rappers piped up and were like, oh, it's fucked up the shit y'all saying about Kevin Samuels. Wow, it's really gross the way y'all speak about the dead. You niggas are just nervous and shitting your boots because you know the same is going to be said about you and worse. Because people are saying it now and they for damn sure going to say it after you gone. I suggest not worrying about what is going to be said about you after you're gone and instead worry about, you know, living a good life while you're here. You still breathing. You still have time to make amends. You still have time to right the wrongs or at least apologize. You still have time to do better. I know this is beyond you niggas, but you could like be a better person. Better? Yeah, you could just stop. Better. If you've beaten women, you could just stop doing that. You could just stop doing that. If you're committing sexual assault and robbing niggas and whatever, you could just stop doing those things. You're not obligated to be a shit person. You could stop lying to the woman that you swore in front of God you would be faithful to. You could stop doing that. You could stop cheating. You could stop manipulating. You could be a better person. You simply choose to not. Kevin Samuels made his living off of deriding people like me. So hell yeah, I'm a cackle. Hell yeah, I'm gonna have something to say about it. And a nigga who don't know what travesty or justice or bully or dead means cannot correct me on that. No, so sorry. He got away with it. Fuck y'all. What the fuck kind of... That's... Nigga. I feel like that's what... <laughs> that's what T.I. wants niggas to say about him oh y'all was mad with that fed case oh y'all was mad when them girls said this and that blah, blah, blah. oh y'all was mad when T.I. cheated on Tiny for the 18th time but that nigga gone and he got away with it so fuck y'all no that nigga was shit when he was here got away with what life he got away with it. Whatever he did, he did it, and now he gone, and he got away with. What does "get away with" it even mean in this I context? Don't, I don't. I. I I'm. Because if I'm you so believe, struggling. because if you believe in an afterlife, and that's between him and God, and him and the Lord gonna have to deal with it, then that means he didn't get away with it. And that also, that wording means that you think he did something wrong. You don't say people got away with doing the right thing. It's never like, oh, he donated all his money to the poor, and he's so handmade clothes and made shoes for orphans on the weekends and and got away with it nobody says that because that doesn't make sense but nothing ti says makes sense ti is a fucking dumbass if you listen to kevin samuels and ti i truly pray for the state of your brain your mind your ability to comprehend your ability to think rationally to to argue efficiently i i worry about all of that because that is one dumbass nigga Rest in peace or whatever, though. All right. Oh, yeah. That is... You know what? I'm going to stop there. A lot of small things got on my nerves this week, but the bike thing got on my nerves the most. So I talked about that, but I'm going to save the rest of that for some other time. And we're going to wrap the show up right there. Um, check us out at thisistheread.com. Find us on social media at thisistheread. Um, you can find our merch at shoptheread.com. Anything else from you before we head out? Um, no, I'm gonna, oh, watch the, the premiere of, not premiere, oh my God, 
the finale of a Black Lady Sketch Show is coming up this yes, week, I think. this Friday. Um, my friend Dijon Talton has a show coming to All Black this week called A La Carte. I believe it premieres today, May 12th. So excited for him. If you get a chance, check that out. Who else is doing fun things that you should go support? Mm. I don't know. Support your friends that are doing... Um, that have small businesses and are doing the best that they can. And the best that they can. <laughs> Which is... That's, yeah, that's very important. We're all out here trying, so... Well, some of y'all out here. Most of us <laughs> are out here trying. Some of y'all are just out here, correct? So, um, take care of yourselves. Be good to your people. And we will see y'all next week. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.